0: There's success in our business based on the feedback we get. If we see that we've impacted someone, if what we've said or the way we've helped someone has made a difference to someone's life. It may not be measurable in our bank account, but we have clients who have completely overhauled their lives. And to see these people who were broken, living a life that they have intentionally chosen for themselves based on what we've helped them with. And they've turned everything around and they're happy and they're joyful. You just can't beat
1: that. Yeah. Is, it's our biggest success, I think. Welcome to Getting to the Heart of Business, brought to you by The Online Co., where we believe the best way to help small and medium businesses grow is by putting people first. I'm James Parnwell, and in today's episode, you'll hear from two of the most inspiring, encouraging people I've spoken to on the podcast. They're Anastasia Adams and Jodie Bruce-Clark from Rise Women. They're confidence coaches, and their business helps women from all walks of life to increase their self-belief and transform their life. My co-host with me today is Jess. Hey, James. Right. Can you tell me about a time when you thought, I can't do this, and then you've proved yourself wrong?
2: Yeah, I can, actually. So very early on in my business life... I had the opportunity to present to a board that uh, I wanted to win the contract to do uh, some of their work, some of their digital marketing. Um, And part of the selection process was uh, myself and a couple other people in the running had to go and do this big presentation. And to say that I was nervous was an understatement.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, just a big deal for that stage. Probably yeah. a big deal now.
2: Uh, yeah, look, it would be a big, big deal now, but I think I've done it a few times yeah. now. So, you, I, you know, I'm, yeah, time. I've got more confidence. But I definitely remember sitting in the car park, sweating a bit, thinking, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, wow. uh, and then I, I, I did the presentation and I nailed it. I I remember, yeah, coming out of the um, presentation and leaving and sitting in the car and I I rang my husband and I was going, yes, you know, I smashed it. I I kicked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. I prepared well and covered off the points that I needed to. And And executed. That's it, I did it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I suppose it did make me feel 10 feet tall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So in today's interview, Jodie and Anastasia's inspirational energy will make you feel about a foot taller as well. But not only that, you'll learn from their stories about some of the incredible testing times they've been through while building a business that is literally changing lives around the world. With a business called Rise Women and a podcast called The Secrets of Confident Women, you might assume that my guests today were born dripping with confidence. Jodie Bruce Clark and her business partner Anastasia Adams say that's not true at all. In fact, both of them had to work on building their confidence over time using a lot of techniques and strategies. That's great to know because it means that we can all become more confident with a bit of knowledge and practice. Their business story is a fascinating one, and I'm with them now to hear it. Jodie and Anastasia, welcome to the podcast.
3: Oh, thank you. (laughs) That was a great intro.
1: It was. Now, a confidence coaching business for women, that's quite a unique and a niche field. Tell me how and why you got started.
3: Well, it is a bit of a story. So I guess it sort of goes back to my childhood when mum was diagnosed with a brain tumour when I was about 12, 13 years old. Okay. Okay. And it was the 80s when the personal development world had just sort of started to mm. come. The Deepak Chopras were out, the Louise Hay books, all the positive thinking type thing was on the horizon. And she really, my mother really took on herself to heal herself from this brain tumour. Okay. So as a very young girl, I was exposed to all these types of books and this way of thinking. And then went on my merry way and sort of thought, everyone thought like that. And it wasn't until I was actually retrenched. I was working in the hospitality industry, found life coaching at that point and was trying to move out of the hotel industry. I was halfway through my course when 9-11 hit. Okay. And I was retrenched because similar to what's happened with COVID, everyone went, oh my goodness, you can't travel anywhere forever. So the travel industry went into sort of a free fall and I took my retrenchment check and set up my
1: business. But you were halfway through a course already. I was. So you kind of had one foot out.
3: Yes, I'd already decided I really wanted to find a new career. And when I found coaching, it was like I just thought this – this all the is, lights went on. Yeah, it was <laughs> like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This was yeah, the, wow. this was it. So I started coaching and look, I'm a f- probably a frustrated Broadway actress really but a Broadway <laughs> actress that could never sing and so I started going to networking events running a business doing all the things that you do and was always happy to stand up at the front of the room and talk or introduce the speaker or do any of those sort of things because everyone was terrified of doing okay. that and I had a lot of women especially come up to me at the end and sort of say oh, you're so lucky to have confidence I wish I had what you had mm. and I guess as much as that sounds like a compliment it was sort of not because I knew how much work it took to have the confidence that I do and keep my mindset in a place of being confident enough to do those things I actually put a lot of work into confidence
1: and that all got kicked off with your mum maybe 12 well yeah, years before just or so. being
3: exposed to Positive thinking and changing your mindset and learning techniques and doing all that sort of thing—that was part of me as an early an early adolescent. So I guess I took it for granted a little bit that I could, you know, do these things. But again, when I guess when people approach me to say you're lucky, it's like so luck's
1: not the right word. Luck's not the right word. It actually takes a lot of hard work.
3: work. (laughs) So then I started focusing on doing presentations around confidence. And it pretty much went from there, teaching these women that were saying, oh, you're so lucky, teaching them actually, well, it's not luck, you actually put the work in and you can have this too. And I was sort of doing that part time and working in a business and needed some help. And I met Anastasia at our children's dancing class (laughs) as you do and Anastasia actually came to work for me in another business and then I was letting that go and I sort of said hey I've got this business um I've got a half written book on the shelf (laughs) have you got any interest in joining me in this business and she said uh hell yeah
0: it was such a no-brainer so what attracted you to it oh look I had my own personal journey at that point. I'd, okay. I'd been through you know, a marriage breakdown and uh, my daughter was sick after she was born. So there were different catalysts in my life that kind of built my confidence journey. And I was at that point where I needed something. I needed a purpose. Um, and I was just trying to get back into the workforce every week. I was at this dance class going, I need to find a job. I need to find a job. Um, I had a legal background, so yep. I didn't want to get back into that because my priorities just didn't align with that anymore. Right. Life life had changed. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to focus more on my family, but mm. I also needed some sort of a driver, something that I was interested in and passionate about. So when Rise Women came up, I'm like, why would I not do this? It was just so interesting, so fascinating. The techniques that I was learning... Through Jody and through my own journey, it helped me build my confidence. So it wasn't just me, you know, in a business where I was helping other women. It was stuff that I'd actually implemented in my own life. So I knew that yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah, you had um, something to say. Based yeah, on your experience. yeah. And yeah. I finally had a voice to say it with. Whereas before that, before I'd built my own confidence, I was very kind of meek and timid. I'm not the person today that I was right. 10 years ago. There is like no resemblance to that woman anymore. Um, so it was just a no-brainer. We just fit, and we have different strengths and different skills right. and talents. Because I
1: wanted to ask about the partnership, because yeah. choosing a business partner is a bit like choosing a marriage partner. Yeah, it's a bit tied a bit.
0: together. I see
3: her more yeah. than I see my husband. Yeah. Some weeks, <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably. Yeah, and there can be disagreements. And you can see things differently, but also yeah. you can bring tremendous strengths to each other's weakness. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. We both have different skills, and I think we've got a really good alignment. There are things that I'm good at. Um, that, Can you, you know, unpack that a little? So Jody is definitely our tech guru. Okay. Right? She does all our tech stuff. She's built our website from scratch, which is incredible. Um, but then she'll build the shell and go, right, I need wording for this section. And I'll yeah. go, okay, that's my job. So I'll do all She's our definitely wording. She's wordsmith, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll do our, you know, anything legal that we have to do. Jody will do our accounts. Um, Jody will do our presentations. I'll help with writing an article. So we have different strengths. Yeah. Um, I'm a spelling policewoman. Yes. Oh, dear. Sometimes uh, I Jody get it. I know, Jodie gives me things to work with. Sometimes there's a
3: text message that comes through at like <laughs> 8 o'clock at night and that's when, you know, an Instagram post, yes. post is released and she's texting me images with circles around words. <laughs> and no, I go, damn it, really, yeah. again? I know.
1: No. So, um, Are both of you visionary in terms of you, you see where the business is going or does one of you have a clear picture and the other helps kind of build the scaffolding to get there or...?
3: I think we both see it now. It was interesting. I guess when we, when we first thing. started, Anastasia was like, I want to be in the background, you be up front. And even getting her to be in a photo shoot in the early days was, <laughs> was terror. Like she was just like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'll be at the back. But again, the confidence that Anastasia has built even through throughout this journey
0: yeah.
3: has been incredible. And now she's been interviewing people on our podcast and she's really taken probably in the last... 12 to 18 months, yeah, really went, you know what? I, I can do this too. Like I, I yeah. can be at
0: the front and- Yeah, it. absolutely. I think um, two years ago, if we'd been asked to do this podcast, there is no way I'd be in it. I, w- I just wouldn't have done it. I would have gone, oh great, mm. Jodie, let's prepare you for a- this podcast. Mm. I just wouldn't be a part of it. Right. Um,
1: so, so you're saying that 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you started and you joined Jodie because you'd learned so much about confidence. But the journey hasn't stopped. The growth has just continued. Oh, absolutely. You've got more and more confidence as yeah. you've gone.
3: Oh, and anyone, yeah, and anyone running business knows that running a business is the biggest personal development program yeah. you'll ever be on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's daily. And you're always taking on different things, bigger things. New things, whether Challenging it's starting in podcasts ways. or building things or dealing with social media or dealing with a photo shoot or where do we take the business now? Mm. It's always outside of our comfort zone. It's always a challenge. And anything to do with outside your comfort zone needs a foundation of confidence, needs to take your confidence to the next level. And, you know, we've had very big challenges along the way that has really knocked our confidence and interestingly enough I'm the one who has the biggest knock and then Anastasia sort of turns up to work and I'm in the depths of oh it's too hard I can't do this da, 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 da. and she's like we've got a lot to do today so how long is this conversation going to take and can you move through it
0: really quickly because there's a lot to get going so I'm a silver lining kind of person, yeah. so I will always try to look for the positive I'll always do that yeah but I know it's terrible yeah but how about this Um, And it works because we can bounce off each other like that. We we can pull each other out of little ruts sometimes.
3: And I don't think we've ever really – there's never really been a
1: disagreement.
3: We're on the same page. We know what we want to achieve. Yeah. We know the difference this work is making. Yeah.
1: Yes, in people's lives, yeah. yeah in absolutely. people's lives.
3: like
0: dramatic, And we do have a common goal.
3: Yes, and we do have a common goal. Yeah. She wants a private jet. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I sure do, I do. where <laughs> that
0: will fit. But, but we no. discovered today I need a bigger driveway <laughs> yeah. to park my private jet in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the overall goal of but global domination with wise yes. women, that we're aligned on <laughs> We're that. aligned. We're clear.
1: So is you it? actually mentioned... Um, your family values and wanting to start a business so you could be around your family. Yeah. And and in these interviews that keeps coming up. Yeah. And the reason I started the online co was the same. I yes. I couldn't stand the idea of sitting in a train for two hours and no. sitting at a desk for ten yeah. hours and coming back and my kids were asleep when I left and they're asleep when I got that just doesn't align with my values you miss so much at all. Don't you? Yeah. So starting a business uh is, is one way to be able to give yourself the flexibility, I guess, to uh, yeah, to do both, right? To to have an exciting career, yeah. and be with your family. How's that out working for you guys at the moment?
3: It has challenging days, school holidays. So we, we yeah. it took us sort of six or seven years to work out that we don't, we shouldn't do school holidays because we'd always plan to get all this stuff done in school holidays. Nothing would happen, and then we'd go. Nothing happened. Like the last school holidays is why. And so <laughs> you're always, frustrated. Yeah, yeah, we're
0: always disappointed that we didn't get things done during school holidays. So now we holidays.
3: just now, now we, we know and, and even to the point. Even last night, my son said, mum it's week six. There's only four weeks left of school, <laughs> which always <laughs> wins our
0: scrambles." I'm always yeah.
3: I'm always like nothing gets done in school holidays. I need you know can't wait yeah. to get the sort of kids back to school at that point so we get some time. But even going into this business, we both had quite young children. Mm-hmm. We both, you know, had partners that would sort of off doing the corporate thing. So it was a requirement that we were there for school pickup. We were the ones that were going to be there if the child got sick. Yeah. You know, so athletics we athletics carnival. Athletes car- and, training. And all we of their presentations, yeah, everything. everything. And we, we wanted to be involved in that. So that it was important that we structured this business in a way that we did have that flexibility and that we did see our children grow yeah. up, but not full-time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that's, there's also been a, a constant underlying element of the end goal of the business, which has always been to have a successful online business. Yeah. It was never about a shop front. It was never about, you know, we constantly want to be out in public doing keynotes. It was about creating really valuable courses and the podcast and just resources online that anyone can access at any time from anywhere around the world. And that gave a different element of that flexibility. It's not just us picking yeah. the times that we work, but we wanted the business to run in the background while we were sleeping, basically. Yeah, yeah. okay.
3: And I still like to, because I am a frustrated Broadway actress, <laughs> I still want to do the odd <laughs> she needs face-to-face a to face yeah, yeah. Um, presentation. But we can pick and choose that and work around that. It's not that, like, as you say, that daily grind of getting on the train and yeah. trying to pack lunches at 6am for your kids and then dropping them, like... I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear no. living that life. And I know, no. you know, some people do and that's, you know, they don't have choices necessarily always around that. But, or it works for them. Yeah, it or it works for them. could be what they want, yeah. but it's that's not what true. we want. It's not what either of us
1: want. Yes, yeah, it so. wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. And, no. Mm. Yeah. So you, you've got a great website and you've got online courses and you've written a book and yeah. <laughs> you've got a, 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 a podcast that's coming up on a year old and you're doing some great things on social media and lots of happy customers. That doesn't just sort of happen overnight, does it? No. <laughs> so, <No. laughs> yeah. It's just one of those overnight successes that yeah. took ten years. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, people say yeah. It's like the lucky thing again. Oh, you're lucky to have... Yeah. It's no. like no, we created this life. It didn't. Really? It didn't come by well, luck.
1: No. Can you share with us some milestones, some some real highlights along the journey? I think that I think
3: the book. Getting the book out was one of the biggest. Luckily enough, I was filmed, my husband was with me and filmed me opening the first yes, copy of lovely. my book. It was, yeah. It's on our website. Um, because that was, I had started writing that book 10 years before we published it. And Anastasia and I weren't in business together at that point. I just started writing this book. Children came along, and you know, all those sorts of things got interrupted. So when we first started, and I guess this is where, like Anastasia's strength, once we started working together, I said, "I've actually got a half-finished book sitting on the shelf in, you know, in a <laughs> and folder." I'm a reader, right. And she's yeah, an I, avid I, I reader and writer, and, and was it full I just of spelling read.
1: mistakes? <laughs>
3: Yes, it was full oh, of that answer that <laughs> <laughs> It was full of spelling mistakes, for sure, because I just bunged it out. But um, it was Anastasia who sort of said, "It's time. Yep. It's, it's time to get that off the shelf." So we we drank a lot of coffee in those. those <laughs> we so it was did. sort of we sat down for eight months because yeah. again I'd started it before I had children. We had the shell of the book, mm. okay. but we needed to re- restructure that. I'd learned more. I was doing a lot more. Different presentations by that point, putting a lot more content into the topic. So we rewrote a lot of it then at Anastate that would just set her on fire. So she loves being a wordsmith and putting words, words together I and making I just love words. And I'd oh and even we still sit in our office and I go, say something about blah la la and she just you can hear the fingers typing on the keyboard. And then it's <laughs> this amazing paragraph that I could sit there for six months and I still wouldn't get his paragraph. (laughs) And she just creates it into this sentence that you're like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) She got it. (laughs) So the book, I guess, once we actually had that live and we did a book launch event and it was just... That was a real moment, wasn't it, for yeah. us to go, this, this is a tangible, this yes. is something we create. And yeah. you know, anyone who's written a book, people think you are amazing
1: once you've written a book. Like it's just like... Yeah, so I wanted to ask, what's it done for the business, having a book?
3: Look, it, it has given it more credibility, yeah, I think. absolutely. I think there's credibility, yeah. especially when I do keynotes or presentations, if you've got that book, people sort of want that follow-on, oh, I'll go and buy your book to get sort of more information
0: yes. or what have you. And it does give you a different level of reach too, I think, because a book is something that, you know, you can f- buy it online. It can yeah. It can get to any place in the world. It's not, she doesn't need to be in a room speaking to someone to make an impact with the book. Um, so yes. I think it was like probably our first serious product yes. that we could sell where yeah. we could actually go, we have a store and there's a book in it and it looks beautiful and people could buy it and there's this one time. You wouldn't bring up this story. But well, we'd gone into the city. Oh, no, I'm a bit nervous Do you remember? We, oh yeah. We'd yeah, gone yeah. into the city yeah. for a presentation and we're at Wynyard Station and we were waiting in the queue to buy a ticket or something buy like that. opal tickets. Yes. And somebody actually approached Jodie and went, Oh my god, are you Jodie Bruce Clark? Did you write Pumped? And you should have just seen her face. She's like, <laughs> um, yes, that was me. She's like, I love the book and it changed my life and it was amazing. And then she just walked off. Yeah, and we were both shell shocked, like she'd been recognized from a book. Yeah. Yes, and it was just—it was that, that first yeah. at a train station. Yeah, yeah. Randoms And, and it's not—you're not a movie star. No. You're not all over screens. No. So someone was so impacted by this book that they recognized her face, and I don't what even your think face
1: your face off, is. I was going to say, was it on the back of the book? No, or?
0: no. But I think both. she'd gone to she must have gone to the website. She'd gone to the or website, or but from, there was that much of an impact. Yeah. And I think for me, that was one of the first times where I went, yeah, this book is just—it's going to make waves because for people to stop you in a train station and go, your book changed my life. And you're not a movie star, you're not, you know, it's Mm. a piece of written work. You're not a Broadway actress either. Not even. Can't
3: sing, can't (laughs) sing, James. (laughs) (laughs) What a shame. Maybe my next life. (laughs) The other big milestone happened through COVID last year where we, well, actually it did start a little bit before that, but all of a sudden we just started getting hit by American coaching clients. Like the inquiries that started Mm. coming through, so what happened in my seo or my organic reach something changed and we were coming up in a search function that and just started getting approached by women in america yeah who were looking corporate for women corporate mainly. women in america looking for a a confidence coach and they were li- they literally said i typed confidence coaching into google and you came no, up in came the top up. so which was great because
0: Obviously, we were in COVID, there was no speaking or conference mm. gig. So, so from a financial perspective, it was good for the business. Yeah. But it also reminded us that our reach was global and it kind of opens your mind up a bit and your perception to go, well, there are different elements of our business that different people around the world relate to differently. So in America, coaching and therapy and, you know, mentoring and all that, it's a big deal and people know that if you but, have an issue...
3: Yeah.
1: And it's different to Australia? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, think they have a different relationship think, yeah, to
3: Americans, it. if they go, oh, I've got a problem, I need a therapist or a coach, they yeah. just, I think they're right. much more open to coaching, it's just much more acceptable, I okay. think. And, uh, you know, we do have Australian clients and that's fine, but I don't think it's that automatic... I've got a problem with my confidence, or a challenge with my confidence. Well, I'll just Google confidence coach. I'll get yeah. a coach. And they don't go there automatically. Maybe you think, well, if I'm a tennis player, I'll go and get a tennis yeah, okay. coach. But from a personal development side of things,
1: where so they work in the life coaching kind of yeah broad arches, Much just hasn't hasn't been as established in Australia. Yet. No, yeah. and probably yeah.
0: not as refined okay. yeah, to you know specific topics like co- confidence or. Different people have different issues that they need to work through, and I don't think we've got that that mindset yet in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that was another big big milestone. I guess kept the
1: business alive during COVID. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, how was COVID for you guys? You've you had
0: great, b- <laughs> it was really good. Uh, so, right. It's, we probably had the biggest exponential growth for our business during COVID than we ever have before.
3: We couldn't see each other. That was probably the only challenge. But yeah. I'd already worked from home for, you know, the best part of 15 years at that point. So, the working from home thing yeah. was no, big deal. no yeah. big deal. I was already coaching clients over Zoom, even before we were doing international clients. I had clients around Australia. You can't meet them for coffee. Probably the biggest challenge was we both had children at home when the schools were closed. Okay. So that you know, that was good fun. We'd sort of <laughs> we we'd talk on the phone or something business, and she'd say, "Oh, how was your day?" I was like, "Well, I did a assignment on cyclones today." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, life is good, and I yeah. know about you know volcanoes because that's what I'm doing tomorrow with my ten year old. Um, <laughs> But we but were, we got through it. We did. We, we did. did, and it wasn't. It wasn't as long. We weren't shut down as long as no. some poor places yeah. in the world. Um, and I think it was. It was fine because I still had coaching clients, so I was still connecting with people and still doing the work which was great and then we that's when we decided to start the podcast because we were about to do YouTube videos and thank goodness. I'm so glad we didn't do that oh my god thank god we did not do YouTube videos. Why why is that just the time involved? Oh
0: time and the videoing and getting our hair done all the time. I (laughs) don't think it was ever really something that we like our heart wasn't in it but we knew that there was a future in video we knew that we had to be more accessible to people on a video platform rather than just um, social media posts and in type, like articles yes. and things like that. And we knew that they had to be able to hear our voices. Yes. Um, so that automatically we just went, oh, YouTube videos. Yeah. I don't know why podcasts never crossed our mind No, at I that know, point. I know. Anastasia
3: could be at her place writing mm. podcasts. Then we could literally record them. Over the phone. So, yeah. I mean, I think the first ones we actually did get to do in person because yeah. by the time we'd planned it all, we were allowed to see each other again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the 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 concept and the idea of that came from well, we can't see each other. What yeah. else can we do? How do we pivot now? So the yeah. adversity
1: of um, COVID just gave people a lot of pressure
0: to adapt. Mm. Yeah, and they're the businesses that survived, I think, because yes. that's the nature of humanity. There's always changes. You always need to shift your mindset and hmm. business is the same it's as life the, you can't the, just sit stagnant but it is just business like there are many
3: points in business that you hit that roadblock that yeah. you don't think and you have to do the p word like you have yeah. to pivot you have to change with COVID I guess we we're all just the whole, you know, world, all at the once. whole yeah. world all at once was trying to help work out how to do a zoom
0: meeting and work from home and yeah. I think we were fortunate because The nature of our business is something that people needed during COVID. There were a lot of redundancies and um, so much uncertainty and so much fear and so much change in people's lives and a lot of what we do is based on that because uncertainty and fear and change can lead to a lack of confidence. Um, So I think once it did kick in and people realised that they had to shift, it did drive some traffic towards us because people are like right our confidence has now been affected because the world's been turned upside down where do Mm. we go for help yeah so in that respect as well just our content alone drew people to
1: us okay so where do you see yourselves going over the next 10 years i need a bigger driveway for my jet (laughs) (laughs) a very long one (laughs) a
0: very long i also need a pilot if anyone's interested (laughs)
1: Google Ads is probably the best and the worst digital marketing tactic on the internet. The best because if people are looking for you and they're looking for your keywords, you can pretty much guarantee you can turn them into leads. It's the worst that if they're not, you shouldn't be doing it. And frankly, I speak to people who want to do Google Ads and shouldn't, and we convince them not to. So my question for you is, will Google Ads work for you? Well, we'd love to help you answer that question. Jump on theonlineco.net, book a quick chat, and we can help you.
3: Our focus is really, we're just about to release our second online course, which is workplace-specific so, the first online course was called the Ultimate Confidence Course for Women. It was a, for anyone needing confidence.
0: And then yeah. late last year, we we're actually going to write another book.
3: Oh, great. We actually, oh, no.
0: Every time she has an idea, she I says, know. by the way, you need to write a book on another that. Another like, book. Okay. So, we do, so, I've got a list of about 15 books that I need oh. to write. Yes. <laughs>
3: there, is, there is, we do want a bestseller. We would love yes. a bestseller at some point yeah. as a vision for the business. But um, we were actually approached by a company that sells online courses to put a confidence course on their platform. It was just like, here's an opportunity, do you want it? We stopped and went,
0: yes, we do. Which is scary because you put yourself on a path and you go, right, I know where I'm going and you set yourself up for that. And then when something else is often a tangent and you think it could work, but what if I try it and it doesn't work? There was that moment of we're at a crossroad. Yeah. But we knew this would work because we'd seen an increase in that type of market for us. We knew that corporate women needed help with... And just workplace women so needed you had help f-
1: with... you had a feel based on your experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: And especially because the international clients we were getting from America were all corporate. Yeah. Okay. They were all corporate women wanting to take their careers to the next level, knowing that their confidence was in the way or they'd been through a like a job assessment. Performance a evaluation. A performance evaluation yeah. and had been told their confidence was in the way of being promoted. Yeah. Go and sort your confidence out. So that was all the same type of women wasn't it it was just it was incredible so we we stopped everything we invested in filming that we wrote the next course and invested a lot of time and and money putting that together that was that that's where we want to take this now the next sort of section is really getting the online course world churning over and hopefully at some point we'll be able to fly international and (laughs) do presentations with my jet jet.
0: (laughs) I think look I think that that market for us is definitely where we're heading because um, obviously we're, we're primarily focused on helping women with their confidence and a lot of women especially women in the workforce are quite time poor um so the idea of a course it gives them that opportunity to be able to work at their own pace there's a bit of autonomy in that that feeling that we want to give them a course that works for them we don't just want them to buy a course and then put it to the side and never do it yeah mm.
1: so uh, i wonder if we've all met someone and you look at them and you go man they're amazing they're just they're just really incredible people mm. But they don't believe that themselves. That no. You know, they lack confidence. Yeah. yeah. And, and possibly we've met the opposite. They've got all this confidence yes. and, and, uh, and no skill. But yes. I, think, I think I think they're rarer. Yes. I, I think the... You know, well, some of those
3: are, t- are bordering on arrogance or bravado, which you sort of can see through sometimes. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. But when you've got someone, you go, wow. Yeah. If only you believed in yourself. Yes. Or saw, if you could just see yourself for five minutes the way I see you. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, you'd be incredible. Yes. Well, They're Jody's coaching clients. Uh, Yes, they are incredible women. Can can you give me the two-minute version of what you say to those people? Mm. No. (laughs) (laughs) There is no. Can you give me the two-hour version? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Look, just one quickly. I'm working with a lady at the moment. She literally works for the Italian version of NASA. She studies wind patterns from space, like. And she, the thing for her is in her world, she's in a very male dominated industry with a lot of scientists who have multiple PhDs and whatever. So she was saying, when we first started work together, I'm just not smart enough to be in this job. I said, darling, I think you are the smartest person I've ever (laughs) spoken to in my life. Right. Again, she couldn't, it's all perspective of the situation yes,
1: yes. you're in. I've only right? got one PhD, yes. this guy's <laughs> yeah, yeah. got three. Yes, that's <laughs> right.
3: So how do I talk to him, you know? Yeah. So where I start to work on is we look at the evidence that's outside of them. I do a lot of stuff about the brain and about why why the negative voice or the mean girl in your head is talking like she is because that's just your brain trying to keep you alive. It's just supposed to keep you... Tucked away, very safe, pretty much stay home and watch Netflix and life will be good. <laughs> yeah. This woman, she got promoted and got into this new role. Two or three weeks in, she said, oh, my boss said to me that I've picked it up really well and I'm doing a great job. Yeah. And she was and surprised. I, she was surprised. Yeah. So we we start documenting the evidence that's outside of her that actually contradicts what the voice in yes. her head is saying. Okay. yeah. And, a- and documenting is
1: important, is important.
3: Yes, because you'll forget it very yes. quickly. Mm-hmm. So she's got a notebook on her desk. So when someone says something, a complimentary or um, sends her an email or whatever, she has to collect all that. So when, you know, you could wake up tired and your brain goes into a negative meltdown. It can be that simple, can't it? It yeah, can. Absolutely. It can. So you go back to the evidence book and you remind yourself who you really are. And what's really happening outside of you rather than believing the stuff in your head. The voice isn't you. The voice is just the voice trying to have you stay home and watch Netflix for the rest of your life because then you're safe. But when you can see what it's doing, you can not buy into the conversation that it's having yeah. yeah that awareness yeah. is so valuable
1: treating that voice with a bit of dismissal but also rewiring your brain based around the positive message. yes so
3: then we start repetition and different things around reframing thoughts absolutely you sort of got to rebrainwash yourself because it's brainwashed you into th- telling you you're no good and you're this and you'll never be this and all the stuff that it says. And you've actually got to not believe any of that and
0: get control of the voice and re, Which is hard, right? You need to be really intentional about choosing a positive thought. Otherwise the negative will just be your default all the time. And it's natural. There's nothing wrong with that. No. It's completely normal. It happens to everybody. I've had had women say what, everybody thinks like this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, everyone's got the voice and it's
3: all saying but that's the part same part thing. what our voice tells
0: us. <laughs> uh, part of our, 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 that inner voice is nobody else yeah. is doing this. It's just you. Yeah. You're not good enough. And this is part of what it does to us. It breaks us down. Yeah. Um, and once there's an awareness around that, it changes everything because then you know you're in control of it.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's the two-minute version, James.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we've tried to do with this podcast is, is to make other business owners aware Every business owner goes through hard times as well, and yeah. obviously the voices in there yes, in the process. Yes. But also, you know, we struggle with hiring people, we struggle with cash flow, we struggle with operations. We, you know, things go off the yeah. off the rails, and it happens to everybody. Yes. So we're not you're not a miserable failure because bad things happen. It's actually part of the yeah. growth process. Yes. Have you guys had any you know difficult things? In the last 10 years that... Uh, yes, we you know. have. <laughs> <laughs> Again, do you want the two-minute version or the two-hour version? Oh, look,
0: we, we have. Um, and, and there's so many different difficulties because it can be in, you know, your personal development, your business development. Like you said, it can be around logistics. It can be around choices that you make. Um, you, you make a decision and then it doesn't go the way you want and then you go, oh, that was a mistake, but really it's not. Like you said, they're, they're mm. learning opportunities But the biggest... What do you think our biggest one was? Well,
3: you know what the biggest...
0: (laughs) So the biggest,
3: So the biggest roadblock, we spent just under 12 months rewriting the book and getting it published ready. We decided to publish it ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we put our hands in our pockets and put our money where our Mm -hmm. mouth is and it was a very... You know, even picking font for the book. Oh, I mean, there's intense. so many decisions you have to make, which is why opening the first copy of our book was just such a, it was like my, having my third child and it was almost <laughs> as hard to birth. So, um, but four months later, the book publishing company went into liquidation and
0: walked oh, away geez.
3: with our money, our files, everything. everything. Right. We
0: had nothing, yeah, nothing was left.
1: Gone. So you've lost your book.
0: Lost yeah. the book. Lost. Except the hard copies that we had in a box yes, in the office. I think that we, was had, all we had we left. had sixty or so hard copies.
3: Oh, okay. And we lost everything. And basically they went into liquidation. They just walked all staff off their property and that was It was in Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. The liquidator basic because I was like, hang yeah. on, I need my <laughs> files. And she's like, Well, I think you can hire um, Forensic forensic investigators yeah. to go in and like search through computers to find files. But that might be twenty five thousand. I was mm-hmm. like Hang- <laughs> we just spent all our money on this publishing company and it was gone. So I went into meltdown for near on a month. Yes, yeah. that was good. I fun. was destroyed. I was, I was like, this bus is too hard to push up this hill. Like, this is the end. And I guess it probably was Anastasia that kept it all going. Mm. Then I think after a month, I just got mad. I got mm. like, this is not right. right. So I set up a Facebook group. And we started Google searching people who self-publishers had used, who yep. had used this company, and I just contacted authors and said, "We're in this situation too. I've set up this Facebook
1: group." Well, so like we ended up, group yeah, I, we ended up with <laughs> about
3: there was about fifty of
1: us wow. in
3: this group, and, and that it, wouldn't
1: have been all of them, would it? No, 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 no way. They yeah. were the
3: people that I could I could direct message. And through that group, we all started helping each other. And we actually found the printer and I contacted them. They were fantastic. And they basically said, if you can get a letter from the liquidator, we'll give you this file. Okay. We got the file back and Anastasia found a spelling mistake. And she said, while we're there, can we please... (laughs) (laughs) Again. Of course. I thought I got uh, them all the first I time. I did. I missed I did one. one. She want to missed ask. One. <laughs> <laughs> It was in the table of contents.
0: Mortified with myself. And she I went,
3: missed one? "Let's just pay now and get this fixed. Get Otherwise, fixed. I will not sleep at night for the rest of my life." <laughs> and, and we set up with another publishing company. So mm. that was a really, really challenging,
0: challenging time. time yeah. That was the "this is too hard" moment. And you start to second guess yourself, right? And that's the biggest fear with these. Business mistakes where you go, oh, maybe we shouldn't have gone with them. I mean, we've done it before. We we tried to find a digital marketing company to help us with our digital marketing, and we found someone, and we thought, oh yeah, they're great. And but, but we had this gut instinct that they're just not, they may not align exactly with what we want, and it didn't work out. And again, time and money investment, hmm. um, and we lost a lot through that. Um, but we try not to look at them as failures or mistakes. It's just. Over time, through these experiences, we've learnt what we need to keep for ourselves and not outsource. Mm. If we want to retain, you know, our voice and and make sure that what's coming across is purely us. And then there are some things that we just can't do and that we do have to outsource, like publishing the book. So we did find a great new publisher. But, yeah, it is all about making those decisions that you think at the time are the right decisions and there is no right or wrong. You just make a choice based on what you know. And whether it turns out or not, it's always... A learning opportunity and sometimes when it doesn't turn out that's when you learn more right oh i know but that's, it's you know, i know it's painful it's
3: painful as hell but i wish i could learn another way
0: sometimes but without no. making mistakes and having challenges yeah, yeah. it happened with the website <laughs> and that's why jody now builds our websites because we went with the wrong company they didn't get us at all that was a massive financial investment i think too. interesting
3: with us so it's all about red i don't know if you've seen our website yeah. but we're all about red i have red hair We've got a very strong theme and the way we speak is very, it's it's very us, it's It's very distinct to us. You
1: have a voice and it's unique to you. But the
3: amount of people who start to work with us, you know, I've had people say, oh, look, I think we should change the red to something more peach. Oh. We're like, dah. We are not peach. Like no. you like, so, <laughs> so we we, we know peach straight peach away. Run the other way yeah, and yeah.
0: pastels. We just don't do so. Pastel. Even
3: working with like, a, we've worked with graphic designers. We've got a really clear brief now that we say, it's red. This is the red. nut Here's the code. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring peach in. Don't bring clouds in. We're, we don't do sunsets and doves no, off no, in no. like that's.
0: <laughs> We're very clear of, on a lot yeah. of the
3: other people doing confidence is very much like that, and that's totally okay. That's just not who we are. That's yeah. not our business. It is finding the people that work well with us. That don't un- try to convert us to that beige. understand that don't because <laughs> maybe they're working with so many beige. It's just easy to bung out the beige and that's not what we want so i mean we've got a great graphic designer that we found great she gets us we don't need help telling us to go down another path we need support going along the path that we that we're on graphic designers we've had that have wanted to change my logo and take the red out i've had someone say we don't like the black and i'm like have you seen nike (laughs) i know
0: right (laughs)
1: Really, it's so like, subjective. So yes. it is.
0: But, and it's also um, not just don't try to change us, but if you can't make an effort to see what we're about, then be straight and be honest. And we find that often in business, even if they can tell that there's no alignment, they'll do whatever they can to kind of try to convince you that, yeah, we're on board and we understand your journey, we understand your path. And if you've missed it, there just needs to be more transparency to just go, mm. no, we don't understand what you're saying or we're not the right business for you. Yeah, we were. But it has taught us, mm. both of the digital marketing companies and I think the website company, um, to trust our instincts more. We're much more definitive now in that we can yeah. go, no, these are not our people. Yeah. And whereas yeah. I think when the business is younger and you're a bit more unsure of yourself and you want to cover a bigger market, you just say yes to everything. Yeah. Uh, And we have become more refined in our decisions, I think, and clearer on who we want to be but also who we want to attract.
3: Yes, who we're working
0: with. Yeah. Whereas before we we maybe didn't have as much, here it is again, confidence (laughs) in ourselves (laughs) Mm. um, to kind of back ourselves and go, yes, we are red and black and white and bold and we don't need peach and beige. Um, But we are much clearer on that now, I think. But
3: I think then we attract the clients that, from the website from the podcast from everything that we put out it is so clear in who we are and yeah. what we say and what our topic is that there's not I've never sort of met with someone and then they've gone oh yeah actually you're not the you're right one right because by the time they get to the conversation with us they've come through the red and black website yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've they read a couple of are. blogs maybe they've listened to a podcast that yeah. you're gonna know what you get with me I'm not a shrinking violet so if you're up for that level of coaching, I'm your girl. Yeah. Some, some people, people will won't. love us,
0: some people won't. That's yeah.
3: totally great. Love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that that filter, is, it's changed the way we see a lot of our marketing because in the beginning we wanted to reach everyone really, really quickly. And, you know, you see some businesses growing at a really rapid rate and they're just gathering these Facebook likes and followers and Instagram followers so quickly and you just – kind of feel a bit left behind but we know that we may not have a massive following but they're all legit and yeah. they're all completely have bought into what we're selling there's no you know I've never seen a negative comment on any of our social media because the people who are there really want to be there because they get us yeah. um, so for our business at least it is very
1: much quality over quantity yeah, it's very much about the I mean, it, of our I followers. like the uh, the analogy of you're building a house and you just want to put down the foundations yes. and get yeah. them strong, and then you build the first story and get that strong, and yeah. then you build the second story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you're doing it too quick, you're probably skipping steps. Yeah, and you can bring on all these clients and then lose them all again. And yeah do the ch- whole churn thing and Factories it's terrible well, you get artists.
3: a you get a dodgy yeah. electrician who wires
0: up your house wrong and you have to rip it all out yeah. and then <laughs> it costs That's you more it's in more well, ways than one later on yeah but it is all part of that journey it is in those mistakes and those challenges that we do learn we've always had our fastest periods of growth coming out of an adversity always right. mm. so
1: on this podcast we hear that over and over and over again mm. yeah so when people are going through bad times and yeah. they're miserable and they're thinking about Woolworths yeah how can those <laughs> Was it nice? <laughs>
3: Poor Woolworths. I mean, there's like <laughs> so, so much yeah. stuff out there that they haven't <laughs> realised.
1: No, I, I think people genuinely ask a question. Yes. Is the pain worth it? Yes. Yes. And it's a, and and it's not a it's not a bad question. No. It's probably a healthy question. Yeah. Because then you come to the point of going, I could never go back to Woolworths. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, ter- that's 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 yeah. not a life I want. Yeah. I actually like the life I lead. Yes. This pain is worth it. Yeah. But off the back of that comes growth yeah, because you, you're, you're healing something. It's like yes. if you've got a pain in your stomach, you go yeah. to the doctor, they give you something and you fix it. Well, if there's a pain in your business, yes. yeah. you go and you fix that, Yeah, then your business is stronger and it's better. Yes. And yes, There's no surprise it then pops up after that. Yes. Yeah. And so, you've
0: instilled that confidence in yourself that if I've done it before, I can do it again. Yeah. Right? There's that, that reinforcement that we've been through challenges before. And I think early on in the business – if you haven't experienced challenges, you don't know how strong the business is. Um, but the more adversity you deal with, yeah, the more you okay. go. We've 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 yeah. got a bumpy road behind us. We've weathered those storms, yeah, yeah, exactly, and we've done yes. it.
1: Okay, so how do you measure success? Mm. There's always it's money, a right? One. Yeah, but yeah. Money's I think not money. enough, is it? No, it's not.
0: no. Hard. God, no, no. I mean, it helps, and that's maybe from a logistical point of view. Um, success can be measured in that way, you know. Of course, a business making $1,000 a month as opposed to one making a $1 million a month, you'd obviously pick one as the more successful business. Um, but I think for us, there's success in our business based on the feedback we get from people. You know, if we see that we've impacted someone, if we've seen that what we've said or the way we've helped someone has made a difference to someone's life, it may not be measurable in our bank account, um, but we have clients who have changed their lives they've completely overhauled their lives and to see these people who were broken um, living a life that they have intentionally chosen for themselves based on what we've helped them with and they've turned everything around and they're happy and they're joyful you just can't beat that it's our biggest success i think yeah Yeah. and
3: i think that also the opportunity we get to be with our kids the flexibility that we've built in is is important to us if i was up Packing lunches at six am, and standing on a train for an hour and a half to get somewhere to a job. I I just, I I would be miserable. I'd Mm -hmm. be having a miserable
0: life. So even if the money's there,
3: sometimes the so some weeks are not great on income or different things. But oh, I'm sitting with my feet in my slippers (laughs) (laughs) in the morning. I've just taken my son to school and I've you know got an hour to have my nice coffee at home. Fantastic before I coach someone. But it's a win. So I think that's very important for us. Yeah, you're especially, living the life you
1: want to live. Well, especially exactly. at the
3: age our children are. And we're we're both completely on the same page. We're yeah. the same age children doing the same things.
0: Um, we have the same challenges. We have the same parenting conversations. So there's about <laughs> understanding there. Yeah, yeah, we'll often, we'll often. And that's another thing I think that is success for us Um it's just such an easy relationship. We just have yeah. fun, we always we have a laugh, yeah. even off the back of something really challenging. We will have a laugh, we sit in the office, we'll have a coffee, um, and it just works. Yeah. And it's really hard to find someone that you work well with. Yeah, for And sure. I, we've often said this business would be so different if it was just one. yeah. And to be a sole practitioner i think would be so there'd be and so, so many, many more spelling challenges on instagram would be <laughs> atrocious yes yes we would get trolled for that yes.
3: <laughs> look i think for me personally the best days at the moment i'm running a series of workshops on the central coast for yep. disadvantaged women who are escaping domestic violence okay. and every single time i drive home going it doesn't matter what happens from here on in that makes it all worth it we've had emails from them saying yeah. you know even the next day what they've done and you can't buy that yeah you know they've walked in yep. not knowing anything and i know they walk out completely different again they're the women saying i thought i was crazy that this voice talks like that in my <laughs> yeah, head i'm like yeah. darl it's all yeah, of us everybody. and even that breakthrough for them is completely life-changing so wonderful that's the measure of success james yeah, how many of those moments i get
1: <laughs> yeah well, it's been terrific having you guys on the podcast. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and your experience. And I hope the listeners are able to move forward with more confidence. confidence. Yes, <laughs> wonderful.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been
0: great. Yeah, wonderful.
1: That was Jodie Bruce-Clark and Anastasia Adams. And you can see and hear more about their work on their website, risewomen.com, or on their podcast, The Secrets of Confident Women. Tell me, Jess, what did you think about these guys from a marketing perspective?
2: Oh, I absolutely loved hearing about their, their clarity with their branding. Yeah. I'm, I'm so encouraged by that. You, know, you, you often use the analogy of how in an industry we'll see there's this general beigeness
1: yeah the potato soup that's it yeah. the
2: potato soup <laughs> and then and you know you want to stick out and be that that piece of chili in the potato soup and I think these ladies are definitely that piece yeah. of chili like I, I love that their their confidence and their commitment to to their branding uh, to their messaging and how they don't stray from that it, it really helps them in their business, right? There was a point where you spoke about how it helps people sort of disqualify themselves from working Mm. with them. Yeah. What a perfect scenario. Nobody's wasting any time.
1: That's right. It's fantastic. They also talked about having a bad experience hiring an agency. Yeah. This is something we hear a lot. So common, isn't it? In fact, many of our clients have come to us because they've had a bad experience somewhere else. Yeah. So my advice to people who are either solopreneurs or maybe they're in the start or got a couple of staff is that it's really useful to spend some time learning how yeah. to do some of these things yourself. Not with the intent of ever becoming a master, but it's much cheaper for you to get some of the groundwork done yourself. Yeah. And you're really skilling yourself up on one of the main five pillars of business. So yeah. in business, if you want to run a business, you need to know some financials. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, you can't just leave that to someone else. That is suicide. You need to know about your product or service. That's called operations. You need to know about sales. Like if someone comes along, you need to be able to close some business. That's you need to know about people. If you're going to hire, you need to know. And last but not least, you need to know about marketing. Yes. In almost all of those, you're going to outsource things. Your HR and your finance, You're pr- pretty much everyone will have an accountant. Yeah. Or some sort of support. Once the staff gets probably beyond 10, you're going to need some HR support. And it's just the same for marketing. And marketing. Yeah. It's, there's going to come a time where outsourcing makes far more sense. sense. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Financially and in terms of expertise in execution. That's right. But before you do that, just like hiring an accountant, you need to understand a profit and loss. You should probably understand how Facebook works. You should. Yeah. yeah, At a basic level, Google ads. That's right. Yeah.
2: Get in, get your hands dirty. Yeah. Just, just understand the fundamentals. It's going to help you make better informed decisions when you are outsourcing or hiring for those roles. You know, we've got our SEO team. We've got... Five people across five different areas of SEO. It's intimate.
1: Well, I think what you're alluding to is that you get these people, and I guess this is a warning if you're hiring in-house, you get these people that say, I am an SEO expert, I'm prof- uh, proficient at building WordPress, I uh, can program in JavaScript and <laughs> PHP, uh, I can do Facebook pay-per-click, Twitter pay-per-click. Uh,
2: <laughs> I do LinkedIn sales navigator, yeah. I can write content, yeah, I, can, yeah. I, can, I, I can do I it do all. Google
1: ads, YouTube ads. You know, and they're basically saying they're experts at everything. They're not. There's no No way. way. There's no way. It just can't be. It's just not possible. So, yeah, in our SEO department we have eight people doing five different disciplines. So uh, we probably only have one person who I would call an SEO expert across them all. Mm. That's the manager, Rich. Yeah. The others are all experts at a function of SEO. That's one service. That's
2: one service. Yeah, <laughs> we, we haven't even got to our Google ads or Google no, services no. Or, or our social media Facebook services. Facebook pay-per-click, yeah.
1: social posting, LinkedIn sales navigator, email, mm. uh, you know, strategy. Yeah. What about that? There's, so this, this unicorn idea. Um, probably says that they don't actually know that they don't know it yet.
2: That's right, that's right. And I mean, that, that's not to overwhelm business owners, but certainly it's a worthwhile investment to have a, a, a bit of an understanding across all of these areas, enough so that you can make some good informed decisions.
1: Yeah, because then, then you, you're not going to get ripped off. That's right, yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to n- hire not, someone who actually knows. That's
2: it. You'll be asking the right questions before you outsource that work yeah. uh, or before you hire someone. And then ongoingly you'll be able to have those really good strategy discussions.
1: So you, you use the word strategy and strategy is one of the most overused words in yeah. English language I think we talk about it in every sense. Mm. But with digital marketing, really what we're saying is that before we go and start pressing buttons and doing SEO and Facebook and all this other stuff, we really need to have a good understanding of what it is we're trying to achieve, Mm. who our customers are, what's going on in their lives, do we understand them, being able to give them the right message at the right time, to the yeah. right people. And then how's that going to execute over 12 months? That's right. And this is the piece that's most often missed. If someone just hires someone for to do Google Ads and say, can you do Google Ads? Great. Right, just
2: say yes and well, start?
1: <laughs> yeah, haven't really analysed <laughs> who the customer is, don't really know what success looks like, don't know what the plan is on how this is going to outwork itself over 12 months. Then it doesn't work. Of There's course a it fail. doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, well, hang on, well, Google Ads doesn't work. Well, not necessarily.
2: No one knows what we're aiming for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to go on holidays. Great. Everyone gets in the car. Where are we going?
2: Oh, I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great holiday, but right? But we're, yeah.
1: we're driving there. We've decided yeah. on the tactic. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it needs to be executed. And that's where people who really know their stuff can execute it well. That's right. Okay. So next week, we actually have our season finale. We're going to go through the nine different things that we've learned. And it's going to be very insightful, I think, to gather all the thoughts of this first season and all the great learnings we've had from all the wonderful businesses we've interviewed. So this episode of Getting to the Heart of Business is brought to you by The Online Co., produced by Claire Bruce, music by Harry Parnwell. You can find us at theonlineco.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to share it with someone, subscribe, leave us a review and come and join the conversation on our Facebook group, Getting to the Heart of Business Community.